Hello, 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 and some more hello. This is Kitty O'Man, and I'm going to be your host. Welcome to the B Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Mabali. What's up, Austin? Ah, even the Dexter. How oh, so good? Very, 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 very cold. Um, welcome to probably, I think, what episode four uh, of DMCs with me on a Saturday. Uh, and what we do here is basically just talk. You can pop in any question that comes up to mind. Uh, otherwise, I'll just always start off by telling you how my week was, what I've what I've done, what I observed, what might even be bothering me. So let's see, what did I do this week? Um, so this week was what, week two? Actually, technically like week three of us being back at school. Um, and I was very happy that our, our matrix have re- respected our wishes to improve their behavior regarding all our COVID things. So it makes me quite hopeful that um, these new normal things that we need to get people to take serious, that it's possible through, you know, education, accountability, and yeah, just giving people that space and time to to get used to it. Um, when I compare like the first week when these kids came back to school to how they were even just yesterday, it's a big improvement and it's like a, it's a good indication that it is possible to, to attend school um, during COVID times. And then it's been very weird, I guess, at the same time when you look at your school and see how everything is seemingly going well and then hearing how other schools are struggling and that I guess just again highlights the different uh, challenges that just schooling in South Africa has Um, this week a lot of the elite schools were dealing with their racism issues and what I found very funny when I was observing the kinds of experiences people have it highlighted a big thing that I thought today's DMC would be about until um, all our gen- gender-based violence stuff came up. But like, one of the big things I, I realized about you know racism in, in elite schools is that the schools that you and I may have attended, um, they look up to those elite schools. So it's like we were attending schools where they our principals and our teachers and the values of the school were trying to be elite. So to be elite, they did the racism they, they themselves couldn't really pull through. So it was quite funny to hear when kids are talking about how they're in elite school and then being told that they're BEE children. And I'm like, how oh, shame. All that money and people still call people BEE. Like BEE has like a cap, you know, there's, there's, there's real money and then there's BEE money, you know, uh, or you know, teachers wanting to have the right to use the N-word, um, 
teachers not knowing what white privilege is and you're like hey but all that school fees over 100k a year and those teachers are dumb like we're in trouble here because these are the smart ones these this is where all the big money is these are the people who will be our future bosses but they were educated in such an inferior way by teachers who just don't who don't know it's like it's scared me i'm like this is terrible huh this is really really terrible so like this one parent was talking about how her child in the prep school that uh feeds into the bishop school in Cape Town uh experienced racism and then that group of kids he was growing up with all joined bishops uh as as their high school and one of the solutions the principal gave them about how her black son could possibly be liked by the other kids is if he would play rugby and i'm like how these are nit didrick's level of problems eh because i i remember feeling that way in high school over 15 years ago that um out that if you were black and you played rugby it was almost like the african kids forgot to be racist eh they forgot to be publicly racist with you because you played their rugby so clearly you are acceptable you helped them win against monas like such dumb stuff but it was it was interesting to 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 see the the racism that i think people struggle to accept and deal with and talk about it's that i'm a white person i'm not african so i can't be racist racism that one that is the one that is the one i always hated during high school and continue to hate the most i almost i almost prefer for someone to tell me that they think i'm i'm a kafir and they hate me just tell me so that we avoid each other you know what i mean but uh, the 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 kind i'm english you know apartheid was bad those races yeah don't like them at all you know it it just catches you unaware you know it's like a, somebody stabbing you and you just hug them you hug them and they stab you and you're like yo if only i knew you didn't like me i wouldn't have hugged you i wouldn't have allowed you so close like we've been social distancing before covid because we we can smell them we can be like oh when uh when are you don't you don't you don't feel me ne <laughs> so we'll, we'll give you a distance and to this day even when we meet in the passages um uh, like i'm i'm not sure i'm going to out them cuz maybe they might they may watch this and then bazo batach then they are blocked so they won't be able to tell me but let's let's be that kind of racism where a white person tells you they're disappointed because they didn't know you're one of those blacks 
who hates white people and you're like hey when when did i say i hated white people but to give people context when uh, covid was starting and then um, they announced lockdown was coming and then our black president Shem, yes they even love him he stood there and he said guys please ninga stockpiling eh there'll be enough food please ninga stockpiling please and then what did we see in those long lines about macronanan people are stockpiling they are stockpiling like uchehova's coming back and and like i asked myself if jesus is coming back why is stockpiling it's gonna rot you can't take it to heaven food 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 has no soul unless it's made by black people that food has us okay i'm getting distracted let me let me come back so in any case i then posted that white people in south africa are problematic that was my instagram post and then i find in my dms a a person who is a fellow social worker white uh works at Ellen Klein High School as a social worker there um and um what happened was you know through the years i guess i was that black friend who came in to discipline the black people uh who she wasn't able you know to connect with so you know you're such a role model because of just how you live your life so i feel like the children of our school that's how she would get to me and i'm like eh, whatever i just want to be in ellen glen see my fellow black kids and speak some truth into their lives so then i think she assumed i was one of those nice blacks because we know them right we know the people that uh surround us who believe that we are going to keep them comfortable so i guess i disappointed her So then she said the following. As a white person, she wondered maybe I made a typo. Maybe I wrote by mistake in that post to I didn't mean it because it's not like me. And then in my head I'm like, "Heaven, for a person that I hardly speak to, how do you know me better than I know myself?" So I know I try and be kind. I'm like, "Antanga, this has always been me. I haven't been revolutionized. Mhlalang somi. This is who I am." Um and then we just go on this tour and fro where then she's telling me that my colleagues and I'm like, "Which colleagues are on Instagram? Does she know how old my colleagues are?" You know, because they've seen this post. In fact, it got to my attention because someone messaged me and says this is what Sihle has written i'm i'm saying that name even though i read on insta in, in any case you know um so he you know and like they're so disappointed they feel so let down because they're just spreading hate you know i know many white people who like are doing good and then you are busy here just putting everyone in the same bracket how would you feel if like people I'm like yeah first of all i agree with men are trash i'm trash too i'm in recovery you are a fellow social worker you should be smart enough to understand the what 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 we talk about when we talk about privilege and how we are all complicit if we don't work against it so utam and then she was like i'm just so disappointed that i'm looking at someone who i used to look up to and then they just turn out not to be whatever i'm like ooh shame so i'm like listen man you can live your life uh that way it's all right um but i'm not changing my mind <laughs> thank you finish so i'm like it's it's verified guys Three, four weeks later, 
then these Vitpoki Western kids were doing that Instagram thing where they are outing each other and they be like, low yenza so, low jola nalo, low broke somebody's heart. So I'm reading these things and I'm like, shame, this is social media bullying. So I'm trying to look to make sure that none of the saints or none of the losers are going to appear there. Then in Bonaboma Zibugo, I liking those posts. Mm-hmm. One day, because that's that that was bullying what those people are doing. You can't like posts where it's very clear that people are being bullied. But Zotila now another time. Then I see later this very same social work who now outed me jumps on one of those comments and says, guys, I'm I've, I'm contacting the MEC, the Sufi and the district because what you're doing is bullying and it's going to come against you. You guys must stop this thing. Whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay. I just watched I let go. At that time, I guess she still was able to pretend that she is for us. Then the following week on her, on her Facebook, whatever, she's posting uh, this post about explaining white privilege to people. And I'm like, okay, I guess you're still Wakanda, Wakanda, but you've shown your color, so I'm waiting. Time goes on. Now it's getting interesting because lockdown is irritating white people. Because I guess they started to look around and they were like, I think we're safe. I think, I think we're safe. We need to open the economy now. Like, you know, all, all our friends went overseas. They've recovered. I want to, I want to see them now. Come on, guys. Really? The rest of the world is fine. You know? So then, then her posts start to change. Hey, Muna, they are changing her posts. Um, starts to say, uh, but she does want her own, so she's just like retweeting or reposting other people talking bad about the president. But she's a social worker. She called me out for saying white people are problematic, but I used my words. Yeah, now she's hiding behind other people's posts and saying, let's discuss, guys. What do you guys think? I'm like, mm, yeah, white people, you think you're smart. We know you. And then you read all her comments. Are black people commenting? Of course not. It's only the, all the hateful white people who are her friends. Yeah, this government is this government that then we 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 then we then lost her ship. We lost her two weeks later. Then she's doing this thing of like guys, I'm I'm really struggling to believe that this COVID thing is real. Because like, you know, with these numbers, they're like they're just not growing. And like I just wanna see, I just wanna do a survey. Let's just like do any to have any of you met any person who has COVID. I just want to see something. And then everyone's like, no, no, no. Then others are shopping on my conspiracy theories. And it's like, yeah, I think like people are just trying to control our minds and control people. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, that is the white people racism that I hated. That's the one. Because she doesn't want to own it. So when we're busy, you know, doing black squares, uh, there's nothing there. There are no black squares, no black lives, nothing. Why? Because now, I mean, really, really, eh? who's she pretending to? Who's she pretending to? All of us who are around, we, 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 we've left. Slight deal, slight deal, you know? So, that, that kind of racism is frustrating, um, and I'm starting to discover something that I feel pains me for like white people. 
is I think school is making them dumb. Really, it's making them dumb. Um, because they they don't even sound smart in explaining their hatred, and that that's a pity. But when I when you watch all these videos um, where people are exploring race issues, you, you you see a common theme throughout the decades. That batom, batom, and that's what privilege does. Privilege makes you sound stupid <laughs> because you've never had to uh, justify um, your viewpoint. If because even if you believe in your heart of hearts. That is a white person, you are better than black people. Give me a good argument. Yes, like, convinced, I'm ready to be like, you, you, you know God's heart better than the rest of us because you, you figured it out. Even I agree. I'm not as good as you. You are better than me. I want that, please. And, and that's like a very good segue towards the whole idea of like, uh, not all men are trash type of vibe. Because when you listen to males, talk about uh, how the world is against men. Yeah. That's when we also sound stupid and you're like, eh? Okay, tell me. Tell me, tell me, just ex- just explain why we can't be angry with all men when it's very clear that women are unsafe. And then you hear men speak and you're like, yeah, no. Hey, you, you got nine distinctions, Mara Udom. Like, ut- Udom. So we... <laughs> We do need to like uh, deal with how education works and like uh, I think equip people with proper critical thinking skills because you lose nothing and that that was then one of the most interesting things that happened to me this week yesterday um, in my in my lesson with my metrics because I I teach Monday Tuesday and then Friday so yesterday. Uh, I'm getting them to give me their feedback. How far are they with their projects? Um, so they have to choose between uh, gender-based violence uh, and poor service delivery for their for their LO project. So each time someone will tell me that their topic was gender-based violence, then I'd ask them, so are all men trash, yes or no? And then the fellas were on some, no. Or they will be saying it's debatable or it depends, you know. And then it was very scary when I got to the females. Because I mean the most obvious answer must just be of course I like I was expecting that not about what depends. I'm like, yeah. Then we had to we had to like pause the lesson and then speak for like 10, 15 minutes about understanding. Um, why the statement is true and learning about how one loses nothing when we're trying to change situations by putting everyone in the same uh, bracket. You know, when, when you're a Christian and you hear people say, yes, Christians love gossip. You don't have to go around saying stuff like, no, not all of us mean on gossip. Because first of all, you're about to gossip. <laughs> but secondly, the statement describes an experience that should make you so uncomfortable that you check yourself and wonder how, 
how often do you speak against that thing, even if you're not guilty of it? You know, um, because ultimately what, what happens is we don't realize as the so-called good people on any issue, our goodness is dependent on the badness of other people. That's actually why we don't necessarily work so hard for the thing, for the negative or the bad things in society to leave is because we define our goodness compared to how bad people are. Um, so Vele, if I, as, if I as a guy want to still get away with checking a girl's ass out or, you know, flating once in a while, I, I need rapists to still exist so that when people are like, yes, Marasil, it's disgusting the way that you look at women. At least I'm not rape. How? Please, I'm not going You know? Um, we need we we somehow like are preoccupied in keeping the extremely bad people. That's also why white people love the 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 the, the Trump type of racists because then they they can use themselves as a barometer of like, look, I I have like six point three black friends. Um, I hire a domestic in which I pay her more than other people pay their domestics. So I'm not racist, you know, because if we would make all those extreme ones disappear, then all of the little small anyana microaggressions would become in full view and we would deal with that. It's almost like the extremes are good distractions from dealing with like the core behavior. You know, the core behavior, we know it. Like, we we know it and as guys, we can recognize it. And sometimes as, as yes, there's a very th- thin, thin line, um, um, Sibu, because what easily happens is we don't realize the power of our silence with a guy in our space who has very troubling thoughts. Because here's how we sometimes are wired as males to think about stuff like gender issues or uh, thinking inappropriately about a girl. We can be sitting together talking about some pretty girl. So before she has a name, we may all be participating. Oh no, hey, I'm a yellow pony. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm close. Hey, I'm a close. And then, if one of the people's like, yeah, and you know what? And she told me her name is Sisanda. Then you're like, yo, which Sisan? And then they're like, umbangu, umuploy. Yeah, you know that you are not tall and it's always full of, you know, sneezing. Now all of a sudden, what are you going to do? Because you know her, you're going to be like, nah, guys, you actually can't, you can't talk about her like that. I know her. That's that's like a sister to me. You guys must stop. You see, that's the problem. We wait until it's so close to us, then we speak out. But until you knew her name, that conversation was okay. Until you knew her name and that it was and it, and that it was personal, you're saying yes and egging that guy on could have led to him one day doing something dumb to this girl you've never met, doing something inappropriate, mistreating her, cheating on her, slapping her, feeling, feeling you know, out of place, feeling uh, like she's an imposter. 
because you don't know her. And that's how I think we treat a lot of gender-based violence is that when you hear males talk all the time, it's almost a thing of, you know, I had to think, imagine if this was my mother. That's why this thing is bad. Okay, so why must you imagine so far? The thing was bad before you imagined. The conversation was cringeworthy when he was talking. So why, why did you have to wait for it to get personal? It's because you also sometimes want to talk that way. You also want to um, refer to women in that way. So you don't want to be called out. So we, so we, we, we need to somehow get to that point of understanding that the good people around us must make us uncomfortable if they aren't able to, to impose their goodness on the people around them. Uh, yeah, no, the, the, those guys are the worst. Those guys are the worst when a fifth. In fact, those, those, those guys to me deserve the highest level of calling out. Um, because it, it's, it's, it's upsetting. And those guys don't realize, Guti, the day a brother men realize, Guti, you did know this girl. It's almost like they feel like then they had your permission long ago. So they may, they may even keep mistreating this person because you've never told them that they are wrong. You've never, you've never told them that they must stop. And then also the, the other reason why as, as males we tend to be quiet is we don't want retribution. And not the kind of retribution where in the conversation Umjita will be like, ah, when I, when I shall so whatever. It's not even that kind of retribution. It's the fact that when you publicize your standards and your values, then you have to stick to them. And sometimes we're scared of what if now guys say and call me out on my behavior? Um, do, I, do I even want that? So that's why we stay quiet. Uh, because yeah, it is fair game. If if I say if I will tell my learners that catcalling a woman is um, so banal and disrespectful, um, I then know that they can't catch me doing that either. Because they should then have the right to say, Ah, marase. The other day, you tell me, I sent the soap, but why you flay tell me? Eh? Ah, say. You see, so we, we tiptoe around tough topics because we do have a sense of guilt. Like, we know, we know a part of us still, still wants to behave that way. Um, we still want to, we still want to have the right to not consider our behavior all the time. It's too high a standard. You know what I mean? Um, and it, 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 remi it reminds me fully about how as males we then argue in extremes, similar to white people when we talk about uh, anti-racism. You know, you use extremes to almost want to try to prove a point that this value that we want everyone to encompass is wrong. So I'm going to give you like a, a, an example. I remember speaking to some young people and, I'm, and then I told them, you never, ever, ever hit a woman. And they're like, 
I say, what if she hit you first? Hey, then you must run, Baba. Be, be like Joseph, Ubaleg. No, but like, but I mean like, I mean, she started it. Yeah, and then you you ended it by not retaliating. Okay, okay, fine, guess. Say, what if, what if Intombazana has a gun to your head? You're not going to defend yourself. Say, I, it's over. <laughs> Jesus is going to see me now. Um, you see, we, we, we need to not entertain exceptions because the reason we have to have rules that are over-encompassing is because when we, when we create exceptions, we get to very uncomfortable things where you don't know the audience that's listening to you wants that exception so that it becomes a bit of a continuum of ah in the example he said if it's a gun I can defend myself so she was holding a brick you know how a brick can hurt you gonna shy you know no she was holding a phone you know and so it was a Samsung S20 Ultra cool it was gonna it was gonna hurt me my skull my brain guys Superman that's why I hit her that's the issue about exceptions is that you can't fully take ownership of how people take sane conversations um, and there's such complexities that that reach to points of disagreement um, so we we have to almost live by a standard that that almost says uncategorically this will not be acceptable in in, in, in completely unacceptable because um, it starts there um, because it, it, it filters into all the other things that um, um, it filters into how we function as people with each other. Um, yes, why should I listen to him knowing that he does similar wrongs? Yeah, it's true. And just like in, 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 in when we use racism and we know that they are the nice blacks, that white people are comfortable around and then there are the blacks they are scared of. I do think also women have to have to acknowledge that there are some males that they reward with the feeling of where now you are the exception. So it's okay when he does certain behaviors that you can see in your heart of hearts is deceitful. But he's cute. You know? Because that that is one of the other uncomfortable truths we have to deal with is depending on how a guy looks we react differently to their inappropriate behavior uh, we struggle to make to call each other out um, just because he's cute just because he's the man of the lord eh? just because sweet <laughs> Yeah, it's the the yellow bones are dangerous. I'm I wanna give you an example and maybe some some shame were on this. So I think early in lockdown this uh when he was making people, you know, do lap dances on Instagram. That whole thing made me uncomfortable. Because what message that what what is the message it sends? Because if if from a female point of view we argue do not make women uh, have to 
flaunt themselves. Don't treat them uh, like, don't treat them like a piece of meat. Don't, you know, don't trivialize them. And then you watch videos where when he offered them money, they, they did those things on screen and then people watched and then females watched and then females were preempting people saying to them, why would you watch that thing by saying to them, and it's again, nah, it's just for fun. Hey, none, tanduk, but serious. That's where we like betray the movements of saying, when we allow stuff like money um, to blur our morals and our values, it becomes difficult because within that audience is a guy who then sees that as permission to continue to see a woman with a big ass as something that he can exploit because around him, both women and men he, he may respect were okay with that. They enjoyed it. They thought it was fun, you know. That those are the levels. That's why exceptions become so difficult because exceptions can't work when we are immature or when we have different motives uh, at play. You know, um, because we, when you are in a position of privilege, you actually don't want to change. So we're always looking for excuses that allow us to not really have to drastically change. Um, so definitely, when when we want to confront gender-based violence, issues like the, Im the images of women on our television screens and our music videos and, and the flauntingness of everything, we, it becomes like an eyesore in the conversations of like, okay, so mind you, when this and this happens, doesn't that mean women also don't care? It's like, whew, it's, it's, it's tiring, but that's also part of the work we have to do to sort of get everyone on the same wavelength that yeah in an ideal equal world a woman would be safe so whatever choice she makes is fine um because that's the society we're in you know yeah i yellow bones the abusers look shame let's not attack all yellow bones because i'm sensitive but <laughs> what i what i will say um what I will say is it's abuse. Abuse also exists on like a, on a continuum. You know, there are clearly violent, dangerous people who don't wait to be uh, sucked in into your life and make you comfortable. They may abuse you day one. And then there are those who will use proximity and charm um, to get you comfortable so that when their character that is abusive comes through, you will protect them. And one of the key things that I achieved within, you know, our black circles is the colorism issue and obsession in believing with the yellow bone is the attractive one. So, you know, both, both males and females aspire to have some form of a yellow bone they date you know it's almost they, they, they are almost like a Louis Vuitton bag these yellow bones it's almost you know by, by upgrade so um, 
they then can turn out to easily become abusers because he got comfortable, he didn't really check them out, check their character, and then when they do dodge behavior, you almost feel like, uh, I can't afford to lose this person because they've upgraded my life. So you start to accept the small anyana red flags and they grow into, you know, abuse. So most of us are abused by people who are close to us. And how 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 then does one get close to you? They they go through your your trust wall. So they earn your trust, they earn your comfort. Um, so it can be how they look, how they talk, how they've been there for you, um, how how they 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 make you feel compared to how other people make you feel. Um, so 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 males know this game very well. Very, very, very well. It's, it's, they're, they're almost professionals. And I think that is why we find a lot of cases where something atrocious was done to a woman. And when we dig deeper in that story, we find out that she may have done something to this guy that made him feel stupid. Uh, and then he reacts that way. Because all along our belief has been to us as the guys, we are the ones who are the slim, slim people who, who know how to manipulate, to get away with being the player, players in the relationship. You know, we cheat well, we cover up well. Um, so when, when, they, when that happens to them, it's a big insult to their ego. And then the violence comes out. Um, so yeah, it's... It's problematic, so shame. It's not all. It's not a case of saying yellow bones are abusers, but when you are not in a good space, if you feel you are dating someone out of your league, you are vulnerable to to them turning out to be an abuser and you protecting them because you feel like yo, my right checkpoint this thing, eh? I must just tolerate his ego, mara, so sharp. No. Yeah. So it 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 will be the yellow bone and it will be the guy with the car. Hey, lava being mod irritating. The ones with the car, the ones who are fake DJs. And I guess now since Abu Piano and Com became big. I think they're the new trending guys, the guy who can dance. You know, the ones who are dancing and then they're always sweating. They're the ones who seem to get to date and be, be abusive, you know, when I read, when I read through the lines. Yeah, no, about all the guy. Yeah, at, you know, the, the, the older I get, the, the more awkward I struggle to understand how in the world would I maintain a relationship with a child. Hemun. You know? And in this case, because of my age, I even consider a 24-year-old a child. Really? All this time. School man. And then the, the ones who are ganging with the rest girls, but say you like, Nikulumangan, but first, 
that's why it will probably have to be just a relationship of sex and of being my handbag and making me look good. Cause guys, Nikulmangan, really, I sugar, man, it's disgusting. Yeah, event club promoters are weird. That one is weird because they always turn out to be some of the ugliest people. But I guess it's because they have like access to 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 cash on hand, and you know maybe they an event or club promoter is the modern day taxi drive from our from our uh, 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 Luther days in, um, in 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 the silence. Yeah, no, they they don't talk. But you know what I what I think we must obviously differentiate. I think there are those where they know this relationship is a business transaction. And then there are those who actually believe they're in a relationship. They are the ones where I wonder, at that young age, how do they really think this person is into them? Because this is not the relationship. This is, this, this, this can't work. Nikul Mangan, you know. Um, recently on on Twitter, I guess it was trending to talk about dating people your age. Imagine that, eh? All these truths we used to be telling people at youth, now all of a sudden it's a trending thing. Date people your age. But in any case, one of those learners was a metric when I joined uh, my current school. And she, she was always dating older guys. And then now she's reflecting back and saying how she thought she was the she's near in high school for dating an older guy, but she's now learned to that was never healthy, etc. etc. So I I get scared at what was lost in that time between you being naive and dating someone you shouldn't be and you uh, growing wisdom and ending it. You know what? What in between that time have you done that you can't take back? Um, because that that for me becomes a a, um, a scary a scary future thought because we can't. The older we get, the the more we realize that there are so many things that happen to us as a result of the relationships we've had with people that we can't take back, we can't reverse it. It's a behavior we've developed, now it's us. And I wonder then, if you truly, without intervention, can can ever be okay after you engaged in a highly toxic, highly inappropriate relationship. Uh, yeah. So Vele, the, 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 the people who date older people, it's, it scares me, I, I, I feel for them. Because um, I don't think you're the same again after that. But that's just me, that's just me. Otherwise, how's everyone else? How's, how's your week's been? What? What, what are you puzzling through in your minds? We probably have like another 12 minutes, then, it's, then we are done, because I have work to do.
Ah, yes, Mr. Dave Chappelle. Actually, uh, that that eight forty six special, man. No, it 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 affected me deeply. That when when I finished watching it, that's when I remembered uh, that 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 blog I'd written about the hashtag men are trash and I decided to just uh, to record it as the podcast because what I what I appreciated that Dave Chappelle did there was to unpack an issue and just take his time you know um, that's why I'm a big big fan of uh, last week tonight with John Oliver because um, if you guys don't watch it, you must on YouTube subscribe to Last Week Tonight. The way that he unpacks an issue for 20, 25 minutes is, is gold. And something that I, I hope I can get better at doing. Uh, you know, mixing humor with facts, with truth, with, uh, yeah, evidence. But really unpacking something that's quite difficult. So that 846, man, it, 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 it affected me. His anger, his, his linking of past things to teach a very valuable lesson. I think it was, it was very, 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 very good. I, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'll probably watch it again. Yeah. Self-discovery couple of months. Yeah. Look, lockdown has been a gift. Um, I feel I feel like probably putting together a video again about I think the gift of forced rest, uh, lock, lock, lockdown forced us to slow down, forced us to look back and 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 look forward. So def definitely, many lessons have been learned, um, and I think we will all be better for it once it's over um, I, I feel almost like as a as a black person it's quite it's quite tiring <laughs> to to have to always um, run at a speed and a pace that always wants to be excellent you know um because it's exhausting. So the, 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 what lockdown has sort of helped is make many things that felt urgent to not matter so that we can, we can recalibrate again and rediscover, you know. I think if, for instance, there wasn't a lockdown, there wouldn't be the DMC, definitely there wouldn't be the podcast. Maybe Mad About may have come back. I wouldn't have been writing. Um, because the pace of, of the pace of life, man, the pace of life as just being a trying to be a young, gifted and black kid in South Africa means you are always feeling like you need to prove yourself. You know what I mean? So lockdown has helped. 
many of us will discover at the end of it that we've done beautiful, important things that we wouldn't have done um, without lockdown. I even now wish, but this is now more of a selfish wish. I really wish like some sometime like Wednesday or Thursday, the president must just surprise us and say, Mamelan, actually maybe not with let's say no the president must come next week, Sunday. He must come next week Sunday. Father's Day, yeah, he can because for not everyone Father's Day doesn't matter. But not Abam. But okay, let me not get distracted. But next week, Sunday, he must come on TV and say, uh, Honorable South Africans, you guys are misbehaving. So we're all going back to level five. Um, we're all going back, no matter what. You know why? So that I can I can like play Last of Us, guys. Um, <laughs> I just want to play the game um, in peace. I need that time. I re- that's why I'm I, I'm like low key upset that it didn't come out in May. Because I think I would have had uninterrupted time to, to play it. And now in my mind, I've been busy thinking, yo, ish. Because uh, I, 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 I bought, I pre-ordered at Macro. So I don't know if they'll deliver it on Friday. So they might maybe, I might only get it like on the Saturday. And then I'm now thinking, I need to play this thing. But I need to work. And then at like at my job, they decided that they're gonna let all these other grades come back on like the 22nd. So I won't have time. And I'm like so upset. Like that's the selfish part of me of like, this is wrong. Eh? No man. So all you alcoholics, or if you have alcoholic friends, tell them Hamban no like scare the country. The next week they must full full blast so that we go back to we go back to level five so that I can play The Last of Us 2 in peace. Because uh, in any case, I have to play these games when the people are sleeping. So I won't have time, you know, and I'm so scared of like not finishing it. I literally have like Red Dead Redemption that I've installed and re and uninstalled and installed and uninstalled. I haven't finished the game. I just don't have time. I don't have time, you know. So I, 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 I need a lockdown because um, then I can just pull long hours, you know, and, ju- <laughs> and just enjoy. So please, I beg you, be good people, be obedient black people. But time it well, because too early. Because if you're too early and the president closes the country on Thursday, they won't deliver my game. Eh? And then what was the point? What was the point? Eh? Who wins? Yeah? Don't make the white people win Because then I'll have to pay again I'll have to buy it Ah, oh, Guys, I've already spent money I'll have to buy it like digitally And yo, ah, I can't do that So Kangani Strategically But otherwise, yeah uh, I think If we're all serious again lock, Lockdown treated us um, Treated us well In slowing us down Um it's, it's it's hectic it's it's really hectic what that the reflections I have with myself a lot is it wasn't a hashtag for me that it's a, we are tired you know we are tired uh, 
but being black in South Africa is tiring from that angle. Um, so I, I, I've, I've enjoyed those little gifts of lockdown. So what's coming up in the next week? Um, on, on Tuesday, we have Mad About. So tomorrow, I'll be sending out the Zoom links for everyone to, who's already signed up. Then I'm going to send some of you just the, the, the poster and the sign up link. Just share it with people. Uh, let's, let's make it as big as possible. I know that not everyone heard what is the vision of Mad About, so I'll quickly explain it again. That the idea is for this year, every month we'll have a topic. Because I've been very tempted to be like, yo, ish. Let's maybe change the topic, not from like change, but like, let's do on racism. And then, and then, and then men did their things. And I'm like, yo, let's do on gender-based violence. But no, we're going to slow down one topic a month because part of what I think we're going to realize uh, about just life is it's possible in July that nobody remembers how upset we were about women being killed or racism. So I think going one topic a month will will remind us about how to be consistent in our outrage. So Tuesday, first mad about, then as we go forward every month, we'll have one. So that by 2021, when also our country makes a bit of sense of how we will work and function together, we will then be able to start challenging each other to do meaningful projects. So I'm busy gonna be, I'll be working with Boy in creating a, a, a website where we will be able to encourage people to sign up and there'll be like classes on how to bring about social change and then assisting people in navigating the projects they want to do, big or small, in dealing with what they are mad about. So Tuesday is our first one. Um, and then I'm hoping next week, Sunday, on Father's Day to then drop... Um, a small anyana gift I've been working on. That is why tomorrow there won't be a Sweet Dreams chapter and there won't be a Sweet Dreams chapter for next week. Uh, and with Sweet Dreams, we've had, a, we've had more additions. I still need a couple of male voices, but the idea with Sweet Dreams is the podcast that will just be people reading the stories and uh, almost just discussing some of the topics we deal with there that will probably come out in July um, as as I round up everyone but yeah as I said the, the, the lockdown has helped us to also recalibrate the creative work we want to do and then for those of you in your 20s to 20 to 20 to 5s uh, you must you must go watch Felicia tonight. Go eight, not Felicia Mabuza Subtle, but do Felicia Proverb Thirty One, uh, talking about finances with uh, some peoples. Uh, so check her out. Eight PMs. Me um, enjoying. We we had our time to shine for two weeks in a row. We're giving other children a chance. Uh, but I heard a lot of you people say Rebecca and I must probably do a podcast. So as as once, once this other child comes and we have peace, maybe we'll take you up on the offer. But uh, for now, go support Felicia's. Support Yamorea. Their podcast is back. Um, 
follow them on social medias and check out the work they're doing. Uh, remember to support support each other. Uh, when people like Brother Austin is streaming games, watch him, Shem. Like, Austin is different when he plays games. There's a whole different personality there. Uh, even his voice changes. Um, so, you know, look out for that. And then BGM is going to have uh, the homie um, Ribaoni with Smo. So also check 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 their conversation out. Support and we know many of you have unkept data, so you must spend it properly. Eh? Entertain yourselves while we figure out how to live in these new normals. The stuff is dope that everyone's doing, so let's support and share. Uh, so yes, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, if The Last of Us came, yeah, we'll still meet because it's daytime. I can't play it uh, when people's eyes are still open. So I'll see everyone either uh, in the streets when we're watching Bofelisha and Abuya Moria, or I'll see you guys on Tuesday. This was cool. Enjoy the rest of your day. Keep warm. Uh, this winter is unfair. Shop.